0: Hello, if there's anyone listening, let's all take a deep breath. And another one. Nothing really matters. So, today I'm going to be doing another episode about a country um, in which somebody has downloaded one of my episodes. Um, tonight I think I'll do, let's see. Let's go to analytics, and so I've already done Portugal, Malaysia. The next one is Australia, I have two downloads from Australia, so let's at this show on the road. (laughs) some reason, I'm having trouble spelling it. Okay. A cool flag. There's, like, stars on the flag. Interesting. Okay. Let's, let's, I want to know about this flag, actually. Um... Uh, Okay, Uh, it's a representation of the Southern Cross Constellation, made up of five white stars, one small five-pointed star, and four larger seven-pointed stars. These are other official flags representing Australia and core functions of government. Okay. Actually, it looks like Australia has a couple different... They have multiple versions of their flag, and mostly they're just different colors. One of them is navy blue. One of them is... um, red... And one of them is white, um, with blue stars instead of white stars. And one of them is like, um, okay, one of them is a, like a lighter blue, but they're used for different things, I guess. The lighter blue one actually has a silhouette of a kangaroo on it. <laughs> hmm. Okay, uh, let's go back to the original here. Uh, I saw something here. Okay, so they're part of. Okay. Okay. um australia officially the commonwealth of australia is a country comprising the mainland of the australian continent the island of tasmania and numerous smaller islands it is the largest country in oceania and the world's sixth largest country okay um canberra is the nation's capital while the largest city is Sydney, and other major metropolitan areas are Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, and Adelaide. Indigenous Australians inhabited the continent for about 65,000 years prior to the first arrival of Dutch explorers in the early 17th century, who named it New Holland. That's a long time to be living in a place. 65,000 years. Um, okay. Oh, looks like Australia is another mega-diverse country. Australia is the oldest, flattest, and driest inhabited continent, with the least fertile soils. Oh, it is a mega-diverse country... And its size gives it a wide variety of landscapes and climates, with deserts in the center, tropical, f- um, tropical rainforests in the northeast, and mountain ranges in the southeast. Australia generates its income from various sources including mining-related exports, telecommunications, banking, manufacturing, and international education. Okay. Etymology. The name Australia is derived from the Latin terra australis, southern land, a name used for a hypothetical continent in the southern hemisphere since ancient times. When Europeans first began visiting and mapping Australia in the 17th century, the name Terra Australis was naturally applied to the new territories. Okay. I wonder, though, what the Indigenous Australians called Australia. I know, um... I believe that, uh indigenous north americans or at least indigenous canadians and i believe indigenous um americans native americans um i believe uh, their ancestors referred to north america as turtle island so i wonder what um native indigenous australians referred to australia as um See it probably doesn't I would think that would be at the beginning if it was here. Um pretty nice. The first time is just there, official covered. The first official which does it have terms. Um no, it doesn't appear to be here. Uh, It does say colloquial terms for Australia include Oz and the Land Down Under, usually shortened to Down Under. Other epithets include the Great Southern Land, the Lucky Country, the Sunburnt Country, and the Wide Brown Land. The latter two both derive from Dorothea McKellar's 1908 poem, My Country. Okay, got myself a... uh, grapefruit flavored bubbly sparking sparkling water here and my throat's a bit dry so I'm just gonna have some of that. Very grapefruity. Geography and Environment Surrounded by the Indian and Pacific Oceans, Australia is separated from Asia by the Arafura and Timor Seas, with the Coral Sea lying off uh, the Queensland coast and the Tasman Sea lying between Australia and New Zealand. The world's smallest continent and sixth largest country by total area Aust- okay, so Australia is considered a continent as well as a country. I guess maybe that's because it's its own. It's it's a, it's all one landmass, I guess. But no, because there's islands that are included in it. So I wonder what the definition of a continent is. But I, I'm not curious enough about it to stop reading and look it up. Australia, owing to its size and isolation, is often dubbed the island continent, and is sometimes considered the world's largest island. Okay. Australia's size gives it a wide variety of landscapes with tropical rainforests in the northeast, mountain ranges in the southeast, Southwest and east, and desert in the center. The desert or semi-arid land, commonly known as the outback, makes up by far the largest portion of the land. Australia is the driest inhabited, con- uh, inhabited continent. Its annual rainfall averages over continental areas. Uh, averaged over continental areas, is less than five hundred milliliters. Milliliters. Millimeters. Millimeters. Um, okay. Ooh, the Great Barrier Reef, the world's largest coral reef, lies a short distance off the northeast coast and extends over 2,000 kilometers. Mount Augustus. Augusta. Mount Augustus. Claimed to be the world's largest monolith. Is located in Western Australia. Um, and Mount Kos- Kosciusko is the highest mountain in the Australian mainland. Um, okay. Eastern Australia is marked by the Great Dividing Range which runs parallel to the coast of Queensland, New South Wales, and much of Victoria. The name is not strictly accurate because parts of the range consists of low hills, and the highlands are typically no more than uh, 1,600 meters in height. The coastal uplands and a belt of brigolo grasslands lie between the coast and the mountains, while inland of the dividing range are large areas of grass Grass and shrublands. These include western plains of the western plains of, of New South Wales, and the Mitchell Grass Downs and Mulga Lands of inland Queensland. The northernmost point of the mainland is the tropical Cape York Peninsula. The landscapes of the Top End and the Gulf Country, with their tropical climate, include forest, woodland, wetland, grassland, rainforest, and desert. At the northwest corner of the continent are the sandstone cliffs and gorges of the Kimberley, and below that the Pilbara. The Victoria Plains Tropical savanna lies south of the the Kimberley and Arnhem land, or Arnhem, savannas, forming a transition between the coastal savannas and the interior deserts. At the heart of the country are the uplands of central Australia. Prominent features of the centre and south include Uluru, also known as um, Ayers, Ayers Rock, the famous sandstone monolith and in the inland Simpson, Tirari and Sturt Stoney uh, Gibson, Great Sandy, Tanami and Great Victoria Deserts with the famous N- Nolabar- Nolabore Plain on the southern coast the Western Australian Mulga shrublands lie between the interior deserts and in Mediterranean climate, Southwest, um, Southwest Australia. Okay. Hmm. The mainland of Australia is the lowest and most primordial landmass on Earth. With a relatively stable geological history, the landmass includes virtually all known rock types. Wow. And from all geological time periods spanning over 3.8 billion years of the Earth's history. Wow. The, Pil- the Pilbara uh, Craton is one of only two pristine Archean crusts identified on the Earth. Having been part of Of all major supercontinents, the Australian continent began to form after the breakup of Gondwana in the Permian, with the separation of the continental landmass from the African continent and Indian subcontinent. It separated from Antarctica over a prolonged period, beginning in the Permian and continuing through to the Cretaceous, Cretaceous. When the last glacial period ended in about 10,000 B.C., rising sea levels formed Bass Strait, separating Tasmania from the mainland. Then between about 8,000 and 6,500 B.C., the lowlands in the north were flooded by the sea, separating New Guinea, the Aru Islands, and the mainland of Australia. The Australian continent is moving towards Eurasia, at the rate of 6 to 7 centimeters a year. Hmm, interesting. The climate of Australia is significantly influenced by ocean currents, including the Indian Ocean, Depole, and the El Nino-Southern Oscillation, which is co- correlated with periodic drought, and the seasonal tropical low-pressure system that produces cyclones in northern Australia. Wow. These factors cause rainfall to vary markedly from year to year. Okay. Biodiversity. Although most of Australia is semi-arid or desert, the continent includes a diverse range of habitats, from alpine heaths to tropical rainforests. Fungi typify that diversity. An estimated 250,000 species, of which only 5% have been described, occur in Australia. Because of the continent's great age, extremely variable weather patterns, and long-term geographical isolation, much of Australia's biota is unique. About 85% of flowering plants, 84% of mammals, more than 45% of birds, and 89% of inshore temperate zone fish are endemic. Australia has at least 755 species of reptile more than any other country in the world. And I happen to have um, a bearded dragon as a companion myself. And um, while I have mixed feelings about tropical pets, I, I must say that uh, all that aside, bearded dragons are are beautiful and amazing and awesome creatures. Um, And they come from the Australian desert. Um, Besides Antarctica, Australia is the only continent that developed without feline species. Feral cats may have been introduced in the 17th century by Dutch shipwrecks and later in the 18th century by European settlers. They are now considered a major factor in the Mm. some things that okay so maybe the cats are not very welcome in Australia so much. Um, I'm sure many people, many Australians like cats, but it seems as if they haven't meshed well with the the ecosystems therein. Australian forests are mostly made up of evergreen species, particularly eucalyptus trees, in the less arid regions. I didn't, I wasn't aware that eucalyptus were evergreen trees, although I never really considered whether they were or not. Among the well-known Australian animals are the Monotremes, the platypus and echidna, a host of marsupials including the um, Why did I almost say raccoon? Um, the kangaroo, koala, and wombat. And birds, birds, such as the emu and kookaburra. Okay. Um... Numerous protected areas have been created under the National Strategy for the Conservation of Australia's Biological Diversity to Protect and Preserve Unique Ecosystems. 65 wetlands are listed under the Ramsar Convention, and 16 natural world heritage sites have been established. Okay. All right. So that is some things that Wikipedia has to say about the country, and perhaps continent, of Australia. Um, I suppose that's all we'll probably cover on Australia. Um, What else? What else is there to talk about? Um, I have 34 minutes left on the load of towels that is in the dryer downstairs. As I've said in a recent episode, I've gotten back into watching soap cutting videos. They're very addictive. Um, I'll literally like not go do something I have to do for a few more minutes because I'm thinking, oh, I'll just watch one more soap cutting video um on Instagram it's kind of hilarious um there's a lot of different soap cutting accounts uh, and I think I, I really I, I really would enjoy making a few soap cutting videos for my Instagram just for fun Um, but I, I want to do it obviously differently than I have done in the past because I don't think I did it right in the past. Um, I think maybe people are heating up their knives or, or the soap. I'm not sure, um, to make it easier and smoother to cut or, uh, Yeah, to make it, um, less, when you finally do cut through, like, the blade, if you've put a lot of pressure on it, the blade would kind of fly forward, and it would be a little bit more dangerous, but if it's nice and, um, warm, maybe, uh, maybe you'd have more control over the speed and path of, of the blade as you cut the soap. Um, I was also thinking of making some recycled soap, uh, and maybe not even out of bits of soap that are left over, um, but just out of, just by cutting up, uh, other pieces of soap and and putting them together with other colors or, or other textures of soap or, or something like that, um. I've been uh, looking for a new kind of bedtime routine for myself as I've been finding it a little bit harder to get to sleep lately. And I actually find that editing these podcasts helps me get into um helps me get sleepy and ready for bed, but I don't always have a podcast to edit, so I was looking for something else and I do find <gasps> Excuse me. I do find I need like a little bit of wind down time. I can't I used to be able to um just go in and turn on the white noise and go to sleep pretty quickly, but now I find like I need a little bit more wind down time. So, um I don't want anything too exciting. So that kind of Um, that kind of leaves aside a lot of, like, fiction podcasts, or, um, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, honestly, um, and obviously TV shows and stuff, um, but I've gotten, (gasps) excuse me, I've started watching Goodnight Moon again, um, she's gotta be my favorite ASMR YouTuber, I just haven't been watching her for the last little bit, but I, um, started watching her videos again, uh, particularly uh, the Babelbrook series, and I'm finding that to be the perfect kind of line-down activity because it's kind of the perfect balance between escapism and kind of soothing, slow-paced, um, relaxing, sleepy stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, the production value of those videos is just out of this world. Uh, I guess, pun not intended, but, you know, why not? Why not interpret that as a pun? Um, uh, given that it's a fantasy series, I mean... Yeah, I, um, when I was making my own ASMR YouTube videos, I I kind of aspired to be, um, like, uh, like her in terms of her overall vibe and, um, the level of production that she puts in, but, man, it's, it's kind of, she's kind of out of my, (laughs) my, um, kind of above my limit of, um, my capacity for, for producing videos. Um, and yeah, she's just crazy talented. I can't imagine the hours that she puts in to creating those videos. Um, I know she makes a lot of the props from scratch. Um, and, or maybe like, if not completely from scratch, she kind of makes them from other things. And she I think she writes scripts as well for at least the the Babel G- Brook ones because the dialogue is quite um, polished, I would say um and she even does kind of slightly different voices for all the characters, even though um it's hard it would it, it's kind of, it, i would see think that would be quite a challenge, because she has to speak in kind of a similar, um, tone and cadence and stuff. Um, because she's doing the ASMR. But she does manage to differentiate um, a lot of the characters' voices slightly, in very subtle ways, which I think is really cool. Um, and she's always got the ambient sounds and music going on in the background to really get you immersed in the world. And there is a plot that's kind of, that kind of begins to um, develop, but each video is so slow-paced that even though the plot is quite um, kind of exciting... Uh, it's uh there there's still very little action, so she manages to make it interesting while at the same time not overstimulating. So I really appreciate that. And um, like I've said before, I just generally um with ASMR, I like it when triggers are kind of incorporated into a context rather than just um, kind of out of the blue, like, here's this trigger, here's that trigger, and the Book series is great for that, because, um, all the triggers that kind of come into the videos are incorporated into, um, what the character is doing, what their role is, um, what, uh, what their relationship with the viewer is, because the viewer is, like, kind of, like, it's supposed to be putting you in the shoes of this kind of person living in this world, so, um, yeah, so the character might be sewing, or might be flipping through a book, and all of those things kind of naturally come into the interaction, um, and are obviously over, like, emphasized quite a bit, because, you know, you want to emphasize them a little bit, but I like it when there's kind of an organic um, flow to the way that the triggers are incorporated. Although I do still enjoy her videos of just um, triggers on their own, like without being incorporated into some kind of um, narrative or or context. Um, another one I watched recently was her uh, blue-themed triggers video and the first um, item that she used um, was this furry unicorn journal. And um, so it had this blue fur um, with this kind of glittery image of a unicorn on the front. And she was scratching the um, fur uh, on the back of the journal. And I wasn't really expecting that to do much for me but I love having my head scratched and when she was doing that I felt like she like my head was being scratched a little bit like I felt like like the sound of her nails and she was wearing the acrylic nails too so the sound of her nails going over the the fur of the journal just made me feel so relaxed and and soothed it was really great I really appreciated it um Anyway, those are some nice things. Um, I think that's going to be all for me um, for this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I uh, I keep forgetting to mention this at the end of episodes, but I do have an Instagram, which I, I mentioned in this podcast, but uh, if you would like to follow me there, it's NRM podcast just at NRM podcast. Um and if you so you can if you if you have any feedback or suggestions you could DM me on there or um or comment under one of my posts if you want or if you would like to email me um you can email me at nrmpodcast at gmail and um I haven't received any feedback or suggestions yet so um, you can get on you can get on board early and have um, some influence over the course that, that this podcast takes if you if you uh, shoot me a message and um, make a suggestion or a, a comment um, so I would love to hear from anyone who's been listening um, once in a while to this podcast, um, still don't have a heck of a lot of downloads, but, um, I, I really appreciate the, the few of you that have been, um, especially those who have listened to more than one episode, um, I really appreciate you, so, uh, I hope that you all have a very relaxed and peaceful, Sleep. Good night.